to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. What is a medium, as opposed to a large or a small? Uh, how does the process work? <laughs> how do they know what they're really talking with? Hello, and welcome to the 805th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno here on WOLM, 1240 AM. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, allergies are, are kicking in today. So today we have a new guest here in studio, a rare treat, two weeks in a row, actually. Yes. We've had someone in studio, which is very nice, on a subject that seems to get a lot of talk, but not much analysis. So we welcome your calls today. Uh, the number is 401-766-1240. That's from anywhere. Or email paulbehindtheparanormal.com. Or uh, if you want to get a little bit of a faster contact, you can reach us via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, faster if I think to check them. <clears throat> Before we introduce our guest, I have to tell potential callers that uh, even though our guest is a well-known psychic medium, we do not do on-air readings. So if you call in, you're welcome to do so. Please uh, confine your questions to the subject matter. Okay. Now, we rarely have psychic mediums on the show, or psychics or mediums for that matter, uh, because at the risk of sounding critical, it seems to us that they all say the same shallow things, seem to be full of themselves, are marooned in the 19th century, and frankly are rather boring. But once in a great while, we run into someone who is really different. Such a fellow is Gary McKinstry, known internationally as a medium, psychic, minister, doctor of philosophy and religion, 32nd degree Scottish Rite Mason, teacher, hypnotherapist, paranormal researcher, media personality, mentor, and life coach. Uh, Gary and his, his lovely wife, Virginia, live right here in our WOO and home listening area, and if we keep going, we'll never get to meet him. So, Gary McKinstry, welcome to Behind the Paranormal. First of all, thank you for having me. The, the, I, I love, by the way, I love live radio. Um, this is, I hope this never goes out of style, mm -hmm. because I, I find it, you know, I do a lot of traveling, and one of the things I do is I listen. You know, don't get me wrong, music is wonderful, I, I love music, but I still hope this never goes out of style, because people like you keep people informed. Mm. Well, thank you, Gary. We've kind of gotten used to live radio, right, Ben? Oh, yeah. I mean, last decade we, or so. we have kind of had like a, a, a very... A little bit of a career in it. Somewhat, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Ben, take it away. So, let's uh, start off from the very beginning with a, a seemingly simple question, as we always like to say, but not so simple. So, what is mediumship and how does it work? Now, do you want the long answer, the television answer, <laughs> or the real answer? The live radio answer? Uh, the live radio. Right. Like five words or less. Okay. Yes. <laughs> He's kidding. Yeah. I, I gotcha. <laughs> Basically, what, what it is, a is, there's, there's two parts to it. One is, what's, I have to actually say, what's it for? Mm -hmm. Before we get into what it is. Um, it's for a myriad of reasons. Sometimes it's for people to explore. I have what I call tourists that comes to me. And those are people that don't really know who they want to talk to, but they're interested in the experience. Mm -hmm. Then I have people that come for specific reasons, uh, whether it's closure or... And by the way, I do not provide closure. You've got to get that yourself. My job sometimes is to help them get to a step where they feel more comfortable. Um, as part of my job, there are times when I send people back pretty much to, to look at their own faith system because sometimes they come and they, they're lacking on that. Sometimes it's more getting to go to a grief counselor uh, or an organization. So... A good medium, basically, is not going to tell you they're going to give you everything. Okay, that's the first part. So if you go to see someone 
and they promise you, when you leave here, you're going to feel this, this, and this. Nobody can. Okay? So that's the first part of this. I want people to know, whether it's me or anybody else, none of us can provide all the answers. The other part to it, what am I actually doing? Um, what I'm actually doing is creating what I consider a light modified trance. Why would it be a light trance? Because if I put myself under, I can't converse with the person I'm sitting with. I have to be both moderator and I also have to be in what I consider a trance or altered brainwave activity pattern. So in order to do that, I, had to, I have to introduce that form. Once I do that, what I'm actually doing is connecting, and, and I don't want to sound all new agey about it, but I'm connecting to an energetic pattern. Mm -hmm. You, me, the entire planet has energy. We all have some form. We are not inanimate objects. So from our creation to whatever we are, we have all this energy. We're kind of like giant ever-ready batteries. When the body passes, and at some point the body has to, that energy just doesn't dissipate. It has to transform or change state. Mm. You know, if you, you look at Einstein, or if you look at anybody, if you go into the physics world, you cannot destroy energy. You can change it. Mm. So what happens is, and at least I believe, that the energy pattern changes from this dimensional form and goes to another form. The consciousness also is connected to the energetic pattern. My job is to basically jump by vibrational wavelength, so to speak, to go from A to B. We're sitting in a radio station. This is very much the same thing. Outside somewhere is an antenna. The person I'm reading for is the antenna. My job is to be the tuner. All I'm doing is dialing it in. Okay, I'm hitting the right frequency, so to speak. And at that point, whatever or whoever is on the other side, I'm interpreting what they're showing me. I'm going to get a pattern, and it's very much like a strong daydream. So while I'm speaking to someone... I'm getting these vignettes or daydreams. And it's not a fuzzy kind of, it's not staticky, it's not fuzzy. What I'm actually seeing would be, it looks almost like a true life form. Now, in the movies, people see fantastic things. You know, in reality, a lot of times I'm picking up people where they were comfortable, what their memories were. Let's say you were the, the person who loved being at home. Mm -hmm. Okay, you had the favorite recliner. Well, maybe to you, if you want to call it heaven, maybe that recliner is your version of heaven. You know, you got your little TV tray, you got your snacks there, you got your feet up, and life is good. So a lot of times when I'm picking up things, these are some of the things that I'm seeing. If you're the person that loves to be at the beach, why wouldn't you be at the beach? Now, this does not mean that's the only thing the consciousness brings with it, but a lot of times people will show me representations. And they're also going to show me kind of like what's important to them. And I don't mean to the person sitting with me. See, that's the fun part. The person sitting with me may not want to know something that they're telling me, 
but they're showing me this, and I'm picking up the pattern for something. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's really in- – sorry, I'm hogging the conversation. No, no, it's re- – yes, we're, we're right, it's, Yeah, it's Okay. <laughs> no, I just want to know, if you, at any point, if you guys want to interject or ask something, go ahead. Because I can – and by the way, I can only give you my experience – you know, I can't give you, like, this is what a medium is. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether whether John Edwards or Sylvia, well, Sylvia's gone, but Sylvia Brown or the Long Island medium, they may have different expressions or experiences, or they may not explain it at all. You know what I mean? But I look at it as it's a trans-dimensional form. It's another elevation of the energetic part of us. Mm. You know, if you want to call it the soul. Mm. Uh. Well, I, I did have a question about terms. Sure, knock yourself um, And, uh, <laughs> you know, 50 years of doing this, I, I, I can't say that I'm clear on this either. Me either. Okay, the term psychic <laughs> medium. I was like, well, I'm a psychic. Well, I'm a medium. Well, hey, I'm a psychic medium. I'm a psychic at large. <laughs> so, so what is the difference between a psychic in a medium, I mean, in, in some in some generic sense, if you could. Yeah, thank you. Right. A psychic could be, let's say, a clairvoyant. A clairvoyant is someone who basically can predict or can see a future or an event. Um, let's say I predicted 9-11. I'm psychic then, okay? If I predicted um, you're going to meet someone on Friday night and blah, 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 that's the psychic realm. Um, there's clairvoyant, clairsentient, clear audio, or clear audience. These are all different parts of the psychic world. The psyche part, again, whether it's it's kind of like the show. Right now we're behind the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Well, paranormal has probably 25 subtitles to it yeah. or more. Mm-hmm. Psychic is the catchphrase. You know, and by the way, in the business, so to speak, you'll find people that are, I'm a psychic tarot reader, I'm a psychic stone reader, I'm a psychic this or a psychic that. Those are subdivisions. A medium is someone that contacts what they, or channels what they believe is, if you want to call it, a spirit. By the way, I want to also clear up the definition between a ghost and a spirit. Please. On television, and I love television, I like reality TV, you'll see 122 different ghost shows, um, especially now with cable and fire stick and all of that. A ghost, if you may notice, usually doesn't have a real consciousness. You'll get, I'm here. Great, you know, or my name is Frank. And that's pretty much what you're going to get. I'm into Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Frank, uh, to be Frank. To be Frank, yeah, there you go. But there really isn't a lot of consciousness connected to it. What that is is like an instant replay of an energetic time. It's a loop. It can have some conscious activity, like it could know someone's there, but it really, it's not going to respond. You're not going to sit there and go like, hey, can you give give me grandma's meatloaf recipe? It's not going to happen. Okay, take Gettysburg. My darling wife Virginia and I were down there a few years ago, and we didn't. I didn't have any big, you know, like people say. I saw the Fifth Cavalry right across the field. 
I didn't. Okay? I had a Gettysburger, which was really great. Uh, <laughs> but we went to Antietam after. And as soon as I got out of the vehicle, I could feel the pain. I could feel the empathetic state of the place. That's also part of mediumship. You get the pleasure of feeling sometimes the energetic part. With the ghost experience, yeah, people will say, I got sick, you know, like I didn't feel good or I got cold or this and that. And what that is, that's an attachment from that ghost, so to speak, pulling energy from the person so they can project their moment. Okay? Now, that's the ghost. That's why you also see on television, oh, the cup has moved 1.2 inches, or the ball rolled. That's pretty much what they can do. Now, I've been doing this for well over 30 years, and before that I was still running around the universe looking for things. I've never been slammed up against the wall like in the movies. Um, I've never had the pleasure of doing a spider walk across the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> I've never done that. No. Uh, Not yet. Not yet. What I'm getting at, I hate to use the term as the ghost is a lower level energetic pattern, but let's go up the chain a notch. Let's say someone passes, and not everyone dies unprepared. Not everyone, not everyone dies in such a traumatic state that they've left an imprint. Some people cross to, I'll use the term, that next vibrational pattern up. It's kind of like a stairway, so to speak. So grandma, grandpa, whomever, they may have gone up that ladder one rung. That's the rung above us, okay? So when I'm talking about this, we're talking about a vibrational or energetic pattern one step above us. My job is to mimic or imitate that pattern to get in for that time period. So... At, by the way, at the moment when I'm doing that, my heart rate will slow down. Uh, my core temperature has dropped as much as two degrees sometimes because hmm. I'm slowing. In order, It's really funny. In order to gain a higher vibrational pattern, you have to slow your actual system down. That happens with shamans. It's just exactly. A shaman is going to a higher plane than I do. Okay? So they tell me, yeah. Well, a real shaman. Yeah. No yeah. offense, but... Oh, no, I, I'm talking about that one in Australia in 1979, an Aboriginal elder with whom I spent eight hours. There you go. Yeah. Look, I went to Western Siberia at one point and met a real shaman. Okay? Yeah. By the way, he looked like Danny DeVito. <laughs> That's awesome. He, he, <laughs> yeah. I went all the way there to meet a shaman because I was tired of meeting the I Got Certified Online shaman. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm a shaman in New York and Manhattan. Come over. We'll smoke some, you know, and <laughs> sit here. Ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah, sit here and contemplate the universe. Yeah. A real shaman basically is multitude of things. The real shaman can do anything from fix your actual broken bone to spiritually go to the underworld and free, free what you have from something. By the way, the underworld, again is another plane of existence. Um, I kind of base things, and I'll use the term almost on a string with string theory. There are multiple universes running all at the same time. And why would your consciousness not be able to go to another one of these multiple places? 
that multiple vibration pattern or energetic place. So what happens, at least I believe, is we jump from this lower vibrational form, which is solid, to an energetic vibrational form, which is now pure, if you want to call it pure energy or consciousness. So far, everybody's got me. This is good, you know. So there's yeah. a... Um, we're going to take, like, three steps back. Sure. Um, there was a there was a really interesting... There was a thing you said, you said um, when sort of making the distinction between psychics and mediums... Right. ...that um, mediums and or psychics... I'm trying to remember which one. Um, basically, they get in touch with what they believe is a ghost or a spirit. Right. So... How do they determine what they believe? What they believe or what the spirit believes? Both. Okay. First of all, after you've done this a little while, you, you really do, when I mention the empathetic state, you really do feel the difference in energy. Um, for one thing, the energy from what I call a regular or pure consciousness really has nothing to hide or no great thing to obtain. You know, I mean... Think about it. Um, let's say it's a family member or whatever. Um, they're not, A, is you're not being possessed by this spirit either. I don't go far enough or I do not allow them to come in. This is like having a dialogue. It's like a drink right now. Okay, we're having a, this is a wonderful talk show. You're talking to me, I'm talking to you. It's an interchange. But I'm not going to let something into my my energetic being. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the difference between this what they call physical mediumship. I don't know how much you guys are based on this, but um, yeah, please, please make the decision. No, no, by all means. Good. Hey, I'm having fun so far. This is good. good. Oh, stay great. close to the yeah. mic. Okay. Um, I'm what's considered a mental medium. I do not manifest things usually. Okay, there's no ectoplasm that comes out of me. Uh, Good. <laughs> it's like we'll, we'll keep, keep the studio clean. Yeah. Uh, I don't have floating trumpets. Um, we're going to get into that a little later if you want to. How to tell a real one and not. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what I'm getting at here is mental mediumship is when you literally. Again, you're picking up the vibrational pattern, you're watching, you're listening. There is some interaction. Now, the next level up is a form of possession where you let the spirit enter you. That's more of a physical mediumship where you invite someone in and they pretty much steer the show. At that point, they're directing everything. Okay? Now, you really don't want to do this. A is this is I've I've had it happen a couple times in my career because someone was a little too powerful and overdid things and first it feels like you're being violated you right away you're gonna know okay this isn't like oh I think there's someone here this is like <laughs> bam okay and suddenly you're looking through someone else's eyes and you know it so again if I'm talking to Granny cool. If someone's trying to come in, can I block them to a degree? Yeah, you know you can put a hold on them. This is a lot. Of, this is all mental. It's almost like you could feel that they want to come in. 
And by the way, that's very infrequent. Mm. Most of the time, I'll use the term energy is respectful to its to each other, and it's also a balance. Okay, um, so I'm a visitor there. I'm visiting with them, so to speak. My energy patterns cross planes with dimensions. I'm sitting there chatting with them. They're telling me what they need. And by the way, it's not always what they need. Sometimes they're just telling me stuff. It's not They don't even care about the person sitting here. And I, I, I hate to say that, but they're just telling me their story. Sometimes they are cognizant of the person wanting the, that connection. It depends on who it is. So that's part of it. We had, um, when I mentioned me, my wife Virginia does all the background stuff for me. She holds the fort together and pretty much makes sure sometimes that we don't have a whole lot of psychopathic clients. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's fair. It's, it's good to have a, a client screener. Oh, yeah. Um, I had a, a lady that came to see me, and she was, I'll use the term, from the, the Far East. In the Far East, mediums basically usually let themselves be possessed. And the lady's son came through. And it was a very good reading. It was very valid. We had name and what he looked like and right down to the fact he was kind of a little gangster. And she understood all of this and she validated it. But then she said to me, you let him in now. That's my Ricky. You let him in. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm not that type of medium. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to let him in. I don't want to talk to you talking to him. I want to talk to him. So too many movies. Oh, and oh, like I said, in the Far East, that's a normal yeah. trait. Okay. We have a caller, uh, Frank. Uh -oh. oh, cool. <laughs> a client of Gary. From uh, Colorado? Yes. Okay, got right. it. Uh, welcome to the show, Frank. You're on WOON and Behind the Paranormal. How you doing, guys? Gary, how's it going? It's absolutely wonderful. What can I look at for you, Frank? Or what can I do? Hey, I have to say, um, guys, he, he is pretty well on target. I have talked with Gary multiple times. I've known Virginia for almost 30 years. Um, I met Gary through my parents. They actually took one of his courses uh, about 15 years ago. Um, everyone has their own energy, which is correct. We all interpret things based on what we feel. Those of us who are a lot more in tune to things will get more information out of life. Okay, excellent. Did you have a specific question? No, I'll just call and say hi and enjoy okay. the show, guys. Well, very good. Uh, very pleasant uh, for you to do so. And thank you very much, Frank. And uh, keep listening to the show. Hey, Frank, keep them flying. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, a couple of things yeah, from an ontological standpoint, yeah. Gary. Okay. One of them is the Western notion, and uh, it goes back a ways, but mm -hmm. it, is, it is rather, it's a little bit unique, that once we are born, we are ourselves, and that we remain ourselves after we, quote, unquote, die, and that essentially we remain ourselves forever. I mean, can you comment on that? I, I think that's a little odd. First of all, I do not believe this is a stopover. <laughs> okay, yeah. I honestly believe this is a layover kind of deal. Yeah, I hear, I hear, because we kind of speak from a similar point. Yeah. not the same, but similar. I don't know who we were or who we will be. Mm -hmm. 
at this point, where we are and what we're doing is relevant to the here and now. As far as, was I Gary ten centuries ago? Probably not. Okay? Uh, will I be Gary ten centuries from now? Again, probably not. And by the way, that energy that I spoke of may choose not to be here at all. That energy might go to an even higher form, and we got to mention that in a few minutes too. Mm -hmm. There are higher after the break. Okay, that. there are higher forms than human. Yeah, um, and lower. And higher in the sense of what the, the frequencies everybody talks about. Yeah, if you want to call it a vibrational frequency or vibrational okay. tone. All right, I'll explain that too. Okay. Well, why don't we take our bottom-of-the-hour break here. It's a good time. Uh, you're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno here on WOON 1240 AM and 99.3 FM in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley with our fascinating guest today, Gary McKinstry. And we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Greg Bell, the host of When Radio Was. I'm Mortimer. Bill. Is that you under that blindfold? Bill. With this thing on, I can't see who I am. No, I imagine not. Can't you see anything at all under that blindfold? On a clear day, I can see the blindfold. You can. When Radio Was, shows from the past for today's imaginations. When Radio Was airs Monday through Friday right here on ON 1240 Radio at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Hey, welcome back behind the paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno here on WOON 1240 AM and 993 FM. And we're having a fascinating conversation today with psychic medium Gary McKinstry, who is right from our local listing area here. And, um, we very rarely have psychics and mediums on the show because they're not like Gary. All right. <laughs> so, um, Gary, before we continue. Sure. Uh, here, let's, uh, and I'll give the phone number one more time. We are not doing readings on the air today. Uh, and, but however, you can call and ask a question. Of uh, Gary, uh, and the number is, uh, I guess we, we did away with the 800 number because nobody yet even knows what it is anymore. 401-766-1240 from anywhere. And uh, we will go to a question now from Peter in South America. Peter's a very faithful listener and sends in some excellent questions. And Ben, if you'd uh, take question number one, we'll uh, throw that at Gary and see, uh, see what he throws back. Well, behind door number one, we have... Uh, <coughs> I'll take the curtain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a good choice. Uh, how can uh, someone tell the difference between a real medium and one that is perhaps a really good actor? And what are the tricks of the actor type? Cool. I, that's a great... Peter, thank you. Uh, you know, I... Oh, he's just getting started. Oh, that's great, because I was wondering how to get into that part anyway. Um, there's a term called cold reading. Mm. Okay. Cold reading, if I'm a cold reader, A is, I'm probably not going to connect to very much that's validatable. Um, I can look, I'm going to look at your dad for a moment, okay? Uh, <laughs> and you, you're not, you know, you're not maybe 30 or 40. <laughs> not, not by a long shot. Uh, granted, okay? Yeah. So I can look at pretty much categorize your age group. So right off the bat, I could figure mom and dad are probably gone. Grandma and grandpa are definitely, you know, um, and I could figure that way. Mm -hmm. And I could also figure the possibility that you may have a sibling that's passed due to the age group. So 
Step A, if I'm the fraudulent medium, I can kind of put you in that group. So I can, and there are three major causes of death in America, you know, like heart attack, stroke, and cancer. Coming from, let's say, the Hartford or Winsocket area, you can pretty much almost narrow it down. And if for some reason I said to you, or if I knew you lived, let's say, in a mill town, I might up the cancer rate a little bit. Because, you know, coming from that age group, a lot of people worked in the mill, a lot of people had cancer. So now you could go, your dad had cancer. You know, he passed, you know, blah. And I could go from there. And now I'm going to sound pretty good because A is... And by the way, males usually go earlier. Statistically, men pass at 82, women pass at 85. That's mm. the, the new statistic. Mm. Yeah. But you can pretty much figure, dad probably passed first. Dad probably worked in a factory if it's from one socket or in that type of business. And dad more than likely either had a heart disease or cancer. And mostly chest related. So therefore, now I've already got the basis for that. Now I got you hooked, hopefully, all right? Mm -hmm. From there, I'm going to work it a little bit more. One of the things, I, if I'm the fraudulent medium, I'm probably going to watch your reaction. Like if the mouth goes like, oh, you know, or if the eyes change or the reflection of. So we got that part. The next thing I'm going to do, if I know it's a male and I know the age group, let's say we use Frank again. Let's say Frank died at... Um, 64, and you can pretty well actually before that, because let's say let's say Frank died and he was like 80. From that age group, I can think of the common male names from that generation. There's John, George. They were very simplistic names. So if I throw one of them out, there's a good chance I may hit, and if I don't, it's a good chance it's Frank's brother. Mm. That's how you play the cold reading game. You go by... You go by group similarities. Now, even in a real reading, there's going to be some group similarities, because do you know how many do you know how many five foot one grandmas I've seen in a house dress with bad hair? Okay, <laughs> I mean that's normal. We everybody seems to have had one, but beyond that, how am I going to know if that grandma had a lane cedar chest and in the top of the cedar chest on a right hand side, you know, there's grandpa's war medal and but one of them's missing. Now, if I hit that stuff, that's the validation we're looking for, okay? I might not know your social security number, nor would I want to, but <laughs> the other day. <laughs> that, was, yeah, that was a very <laughs> just, but. He's but. not going to steal our identity. No, but. please do not, no. unless you want all my debt. <laughs> no, nah, no thanks. The, uh, the other day I was reading for a lady. Her dad came through eating a pineapple table talk pie. You know those two-for-a-dollar pies you used to <laughs> oh, get? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got have a stop-and-shop. Yeah. And he's sitting at the kitchen table, and he looks like he's, like, getting ready to go to work. Like he had on his, you know, like those olive green work pants. And I could see the shoes. And the dude's got the little aluminum plate, and he's, like, chowing down on the pineapple pie. And he's grinning. And the woman started crying. By the way, not over the fact he ate the last pie. Oh, uh, <laughs> But the fact was, that was kind of like dad's secret guilt. Like, get the pie and he'd put it in the corner so nobody took it. Mm -hmm. And in the morning before he went to work, he'd eat the pie. Now, to me, that might not have meant anything. It means the guy liked the pineapple pie. To her, that was the validation or the comfort she needed that dad was okay. Mm -hmm. That's the difference between fraudulent 
okay? Because if I don't know anything about these people, and Virginia and I, we're at a show. We do a lot of large events. And this would, we do probably 20 fundraisers a year. And we were doing a show for Operation Friendship up in Grafton. And I'm walking through the crowd, and all of a sudden, in, in my mind, I'm seeing a lady in a wheelchair, and she has a leg missing, and she's got an artificial limb. And I watched her throw it at this girl. As a matter of fact, she's throwing it at the girl sitting in the audience. And she's laughing like heck. Now, I'm standing in front of this girl, and I said, i got to ask you a really strange question. And the girl goes, yeah. I said, was your mother an amputee? And she goes, yeah. I said, did she have an artificial limb? She said, yeah. I said, she just threw it at you. Now the girl's laughing and crying at the same time. She said, Mom used to do that. I said, well, by the way, Mom told me to tell you she's still not sorry. <laughs> That's Those are the kind of things for a real medium or someone that does what I do is going to pick up. You know, not like, yeah, and, and on occasion, I'll be honest with you. I, again, I hit the same. I, you hit, there are standard stuff you hit, and you can't help it. But someone that actually, if you're going to see somebody... And I, we've. This is my living. I do this. This is who I am. You know, I don't have a different job. You know, people go like, "What do you do?" I'm a medium. You know, this is what I do. Um, when someone comes to me, and if I cannot connect, I usually tell them, "Take the money, go out and have a wonderful dinner or lunch. Go buy some new shoes. You know, go do something with it." Um, if I can't connect and I know it or I feel I can't, I'm not going to make it up. You know, to me, it's not worth jeopardizing your integrity. Mm-hmm. When I'm doing this, cool. So, anyway, Peter, that's the long and short of it. That's how you know a real one from a fake one. Well, oh. on to Peter's second question. Yahoo! Yes. <laughs> from now behind door number two. Yes. Uh, Paul has expressed the idea that parasitic entities uh, have the power to impersonate uh, deceased loved ones. How can a medium tell the difference between contact with a real deceased human versus a parasitic impersonator? The parasites appear to have uh, the ability to have the authentic information from us. First of all, I happen to tend to agree with Paul that there are parasitic entities. That's the first thing. Uh, in case yeah, you you, you uh, sat through my lecture at uh, oh, yeah, the shook, X-Files convention. Shook my head, yep. <laughs> I, I saw you up there. I said, oh, yeah. oh, these people are going to be friends of mine. Oh, yeah, I'll go like, okay, I'm, I'm grooving on the idea. Um, a is there's a tip-off. The parasitic entity is not going to really be a perfect energy form. As I said earlier, you're going to feel something, um, that tonal vibration or that level that you're on, if you want to call it its path, just like what a parasitic entity enters this dimensional form, it doesn't feel right. Uh, you know, you're going to know. Let, let's say, there, let, for the sake of argument, let's say there was an entity like that in me right now. There's a good chance you're going to feel it. Yeah. Mm, you know, you're definitely. not going to like well, you'll know there's something wrong. And we have had one or two mediums in here before, and I have felt it. I couldn't yeah. wait to get them out of here. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, you're going to know. There's something either dark or, yeah. you know. And something a little off. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's no different than this. You know, if, if someone's coming across as evil granny, you're going to know right away that there's something up. And 
Have I ever run into? Sure. I mean, I've run into evil. You know, it's out there. But you know almost instantly that it's kind of, I use the term, your spidey senses pop up. And it's like, something ain't right here, kids. So you shut it down as quick as you can. Mm. Um, You know, you'll know. Or there's sometimes it even feels like a duality. Like there's a, there's a doppelganger entity. Oh, like an invasion of the body snatcher. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. And they're usually trying to get in. When it is a parasitic, they're trying to get into the medium or the operator. Um, they're looking to become flesh. You know, they're looking for that physical connection. And you're going to feel that right away. Mm. Most of the time, I'll use the term the spirit or energetic form, is pretty benign. You know, it's, it's kind of like... Human beings, for the most part, are fairly respectful. You know, most people. Uh, they're not going to jump in and go, ooh, I'm taking you for a ride. Where the parasitic or the negative energy like that, that's the first thing you're going to feel, almost like they want to take over. Yeah. Gary, uh, we're, uh, we've still got some time, but I wanted to, before we burn it all up, I wanted to give you a chance to talk about your, your website, uh, whatever information Thanks. you'd like to, where people can find out more. Well, as we speak, our website is still up, but we have a brand new website coming up, and it's GaryMcKinstry.com. Matter of fact, you can go on it now, but we've got a spiffy-looking one coming, uh, <laughs> right? And it will be connected to all sorts of interesting things. Uh, Virginia and I do a multitude of group events. Uh, we've we've done events in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, uh, Connecticut. We're going to be doing one up in Maine. Um, those are large gallery readings. And for anyone that doesn't know what a gallery reading is, it's kind of like the best of. Um, there could be 100 people in a room, and you go out and connect to as many of them as possible. These are not in-depth readings. You know, I can't spend 20 minutes on a reading because there's 100 people. but And I can usually connect to maybe 20 people. Um, we do that. I do private readings at our studio. And I also, if people get private groups together, I even still go to the home sometimes. Um, you know, whatever, whatever makes people comfortable. Uh, we've been on the lecture circuit. We've lectured everywhere from, we've done Cape Cod Community College, Springfield College, Holy Cross, Harvard. We've pretty much been everywhere. Um, so we were open for that. And you can even call us at 508-943-9058 during the week. Um, that's 924, right, dearest? And <laughs> making sure I get the hours right. <laughs> and 9 to 12 on Saturdays. Uh, I'm pretty much your general psychic. You know, okay. I, I even taught night school. <laughs> taught tarot and palmistry at uh, hmm. Bay Path Regional for years. Oh, Bay Path, yeah, okay. Uh, in Longmeadow? No, um, it's in Charlton, Mass. Charlton, okay. Mm. Right. The notion of time. I don't know, Ben, if you, had, if you want to jump in here. But I actually, I do. Before, okay. you, before you jump into, into the physics of time and, sure. and whatnot. Um, so this, taking another, another quick step back, um, you mentioned that you, people kind of like, they, when, when you give readings, they sort of feel validated, like, oh, you know, my, you know, my grandfather's in a, right. in, a good, in a good spot. Have you ever run into a place or, or a time or a person or a client where they're, whoever is trying to be contacted is in a bad place. Sure. You, you mean the person on the other side? Yes. Yeah. Um, 
as human beings, we're not all nice. Um, people do some pretty... Unfortunately, in the world, there's greed, there's power, there's corruption, there's lust. Um, and sometimes people do some pretty horrendous things to other people. There, I've never seen a devil dude. I've never seen the guy with the pitchfork and the wings. I think that would be too easy. You know what I mean? Like, mm, because yeah. then you could blame it. Well, the, the devil right, right. is doing this. What I've seen is I've seen people that seem to be stuck in their place. In other words, most people are going to advance to another energetic level at some point. And it seems like those people are perpetually, until they, until they actually see it, because it's almost like they're watching their story, but until they see it without their take, so to speak, until they see reality, they're never going to leave there. Mm. Uh, it's not purgatory, per se. Um, I had someone that came to see me, and the gentleman that came through was someone that molested her. And he was basically pretty much bound. He was sitting in a chair, and he was bound like he did to someone. Um, it's almost like he became the victim. And how long will he be in this state? I don't know. Okay? But what I can tell you is I didn't see him. And you, it's really odd because right in front of him, it looked like a doorway where he could leave. But he couldn't get out of the chair because he was bound to it. Um, now, I think this is self-imposed to a degree also. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay? so yeah, We make our own bed in the multiverse, as, as we would put it. Correct. Yeah. So that brings up the notion of time, Gary. One, and I suppose it's six of one of that, or half dozen of the other. But in 1952, Einstein, was, you know, wrote relativity. Correct. Okay? And uh, the very clear message there, among other things, was that there really is no past. There's really no future. It's pretty much all simultaneous. Right. So that helped us, you know. It, with our interpretation of the, the multiverse theory, and there are many interpretations, mm -hmm. uh, many of which coincide very accurately with, with what you said today, um, we see it as much more physical. But that's just our experience. Right. And we're not here to talk about me. But, but no, you, no, no, no. But just very briefly, and we've talked about this off yeah. the air. Uh, when I had a, a lovely publicist a, a number of years ago, who uh, I loved her dearly, but she was deter she represented John Edward at one oh, okay. point. She de was determined to make me a psychic. I said, "That's not what I do." You know, I'm it's more, you know, the research, paranormal, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so I tried it, and I said, "Okay, well, I I don't really believe in dead people, so I'm gonna what I'm gonna do right. is uh, put myself where I am. These people in some parallel reality." And we talked about that, and it was too intimate an experience. I couldn't do it. I couldn't, it was just too intimate. I had all the, their right. imagination, their fears. It was terrible. My heart would race. And you do, by the way. That This is part of it. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what say you uh, on all this? I mean, about the time thing. Um, is that a problem or not or what? I mean, is everything simultaneous? It's almost like each individual unit is keeping its own time. Hmm. No psychological time. Isn't Correct. It? Yeah, we are the only, we're probably the only species that worries about time. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm wearing a watch. I've never seen a, anything else wear a watch. I've well, never seen anything work at the moment. Well, so, yeah. I've never seen anything war except for like hunger and the, the natural issues. Yeah. Nothing else worries. As far as I know, dogs don't have birthdays. I mean, we count them for them. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good point. They live their life from birth to death, and 
their time is actually sequentially different for them. We worry about things. And what if you were a, a what if you were a fruit fly? A fruit fly lives for 24 hours. Now, that fruit fly, that may be a whole expanse of time from the moment it's born to the time it dies. That's an entire lifetime, mm. but it's 24 hours. Yeah. But maybe that time to them is accelerated. To them, it's kind of like, wow, you know, I lived this and I did this and I did that. And blah, blah, blah. So when you get to the point of quantifying time, you have to look at it as A is, it's not just a species but it's where that energy or that person or creature or whatever is. And it also has to deal with, let's face it, the universe is ever-expanding, which means time is also ever-expanding. It's slowing down, it's contracting, it's changing, it's jumping, it's multiplying. It's relative. Right, it's not yeah. staying, it's a dynamic, not a static. Okay, all right. Wow. Good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why, okay. that's why I have a coffee with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we can all process right. all of this. What, what, how did you find out about these abilities? I mean, you know, in other words, uh, who told you you were a medium, so to speak? I, I was. This all started. I started when I was a teenager, but I didn't have an outlet because back then they pretty much institutionalized you. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, oh, I'm seeing dead people. Well, let's get them to the. Um, so I went to art school and learned how to paint and so I could show or at least I was painting what I could see and it was a way to get it out of my head so to speak um, from there I was always interested I was the kid that would take the bus to to Worcester and go to the bookstore and they always had that one aisle in the back of the store where it was the strange and unusual <laughs> okay it's and I'd be kind like, of creeping forward in the yeah, stores yeah. lately yeah. and I'd be like coming home with all of the books uh, so I've always looked for, wasn't sure what I was looking for or why. And then this went more and more and more and more. And then finally, I met somebody and they were talking about like candles and this and that. So I went to buy some at a new age shop. And I went in there and they had a really bad reader. <laughs> and this person was butchering a reading really bad. And I said to the owner, I said, you know, I said, I can do that. I'd never done it before, but I can do that. So she said, well, read for me. And I did. And she said, do you want a job? And I was working at a real job, but I said, it ended up being a fun part-time gig. And, you know, I met a lot of people. It was interesting. And then she said to me, you know, the only thing is you need a tool. And I said, what do you mean? She said, you're kind of scaring some of the clients because you're just sitting here telling them stuff. Most of my clients are used to, like, tarot cards or crystals or runes or something. So I came up with this thing. I went to Yankee Candle and bought a giant black candle. <laughs> it must have been expensive. It was. smelled nice. I was yeah. going to say, what was the scent? Um, Midsummer's Night Dream. Ah. And I'd light, I'd light this candle, and I'm still sitting there doing my thing, but now they're thinking that it's coming from the candle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so now they because sometimes it actually spooks people. You know, if they think you know something, they get nervous. But if they think the candle's got something special, so I became a candle reader. That went on for a little while, but I wasn't too happy with that. Um, hmm, that's interesting. Cause there's a, there was a, someone sort of mentioned to us at some point, because we, we did a whole show about Ouija boards man, and, nice. and, and all, all of that, that it's it's basically just a tool to interpret things or like... 
take take hold of our natural abilities and just sort of knock holes in space time. I think we did that with Rosemary Ellen Guiley. That's that's what yeah. it was. You guys know Jeff Belanger? Oh yes. Yes. Jeff was at the house when he wrote his book on Ouija boards because I'm supposed to be an expert at them. Yeah. Um, a is they're from Parker Brothers now. The, the B is they are from Mica, um, and the planchette is plastic. Yeah. Um, it's not the Ouija board that's opening up; it's the people. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah. they're yeah, sitting around the show once or twice. Oh, yeah. yes. they're sitting on Walmart shelf, and yeah. they're not levitating. Mm-hmm. But it's the people operating them that are opening the door. Yeah, it's yeah. their intent. So, but anyway, I re- I digress. I'm sorry. Uh, where were we? Uh, we were mentioning how how it's interesting that humans use tools to kind of interpret natural abilities. The tool makes the the participant comfortable. The other thing is, and there is a, there is one effect from it. I have a collection of crystal balls, um, like in the Wizard of Oz. We, oh, yeah. we we actually have Laurie Cabot's crystal ball. I, we bought it from her when one Laurie of her Cabot from Salem, yeah, famous. Uh, one of the times she was yeah. going out of business. Yeah. She, <laughs> well, she retired at it. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was retiring, yeah. so everything was on sale. So I bought her crystal ball. <laughs> what that actually is. If anybody knows anything a little bit about hypnosis, the stages of hypnosis are relaxation, fixation. The crystal ball is a fixation point. A candle would be a fixation point to set the tone for the mind. Even like tarot cards and stuff, the cards are cardboard. They're not going to tell you anything really. The pictures are lovely and they suggest what to look at, but they're a fixation point to open the mind. Oh. But I agree. Same thing with you know, in in negative situations. If you bring out a cross or right. holy, what's the same? I've seen teddy bears work for little kids. Right. You know. The f- well, exactly right. Yeah. Take a whirling dervish. Yeah. It's the rhythmic motion of him spinning around and around and around, and the drum or the the moderator. That's the fixation point, and that's what the tools are. They're a fixation point. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've. Uh, barely begun here. I know. This is yeah. great. We'll have to um, either go to a five-hour show or uh, do some more shows here, I think, <clears throat> in the uh, very near future. Um, okay. Um, I, I We probably ought to get to our announcements. But yeah, we're, we're burning up yeah, the hour Yeah, we're burning here. up the Sorry, hour time here. Okay. It's not so, okay. Uh, <laughs> Gary, give us your website one more time, please. GaryMcKenstry.com, and the number is 508-943-9058. Very good. And we'll do this again for sure. Thank you. All right. Uh, announcements. Uh, my book, Dancing Past the Graveyard, Poltergeist, <clears throat> Parasites, Parallel Worlds, and God, uh, should be in stores this coming week. Uh, it's already in Smithfield, I understand, also Nashua. Uh, I should say Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Manchester <clears throat> at the Barnes & Nobles, I've been told. Uh, and anybody who pre-ordered it should be receiving it now. Uh, the official release will take place uh, with our good friends at the Toadstool Bookshop in Keene, New Hampshire, on Saturday, September 21st, beginning at 2 p.m. And on Saturday, August 17th at 2 p.m., we will be at the Haverhill uh, Public Library on 99 Main Street, Haverhill, Massachusetts, to present on extreme UFO encounters in Massachusetts and beyond. And more information at the HaverhillPL.org, uh, or you can call 978 978- Three seven three one five eight six. Then comes the 2019 Exeter UFO Festival, where we will speak for the eighth year in a row 
<clears throat> as well as do our fourth annual live broadcast of this show with a panel of the speakers on Sunday, September 1st at noon from the historic Exeter, New Hampshire Town Hall. Speakers will include two actual witnesses from the famous Allagash area Maine abduction case of 1976. This great event is sponsored by the Exeter Area Kiwanis Club and benefits local children's charities. Find out more at ExeterUFOFestival.org. And on the evening before that, Friday, August 30th, my dad uh, will be at the Playstow uh, New Hampshire Public Library at 5.30 p.m. to present on Weird UFOs in the Granite State as an unofficial prequel to the Exeter UFO Festival. Uh, some of the other Exeter speakers might take or might make some cameos as well, including myself, uh, if my work schedule allows. Yes, if a fate so decrees, uh, that would be great. Uh, other fall events uh, will take place at the Wood Memorial Library, <coughs> excuse me, South Windsor, Connecticut, Book Lovers Gourmet in Webster, Mass., mm. Blackstone Public Library right here in our home listing area, and, of course, the Greater New England UFO Conference in Lemonster, Mass., on Columbus Day weekend, of which I'm told I'm going to be the MC because of 50 years in the paranormal, and Tewksbury, Mass., Public Library, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, next April we'll be back at the New England Parafest, Kittery, Maine. More details as we go. So you can get our books, uh, including Behind the Paranormal, Everything You Know is Wrong, Behind the Paranormal 2, Bigfoot, Mothman, and Monsters You've Never Heard of, and now Dancing Past the Graveyard, Poltergeist, Parasites, Parallel Worlds, and God. Uh, they're all available from online retailers and in substores, but if you want some autographed copies, you can visit our online bookstore at BehindTheParanormal.com. Also at that website, you'll find out more about the show, our many cases over the years, public appearances, how to book us, and you'll find nearly 850 free recorded shows once we've restored them all from the, the hideous cyber attack that we suffered when we tried to put the uh, UFO video online. Yeah, you know uh, how it goes. Yeah. So anyway, most of them are up there. Also on the various podcast platforms, all the major platforms are there as well. Indeed. And there are also links to several charities that we've adopted on the show, including USA Cares, Canadian Veterans Advocacy, uh, Helping Haiti's Orphans, Youth Mentoring Connection in Los Angeles, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America, and the Sisterhood of Ground Zero. And we emphasize we know the people who run these charities and or who founded them, so uh, we vet them very, very carefully to make sure your money goes where uh, it's supposed to. Ben, what do we have uh, cooking for next week? Oh, uh, so next week uh, we'll bring you an open line show with our popular guest co-host Shane Searway and a surprise 50th anniversary tribute. And also, I, wow, that's actually kind of fun. We have three three weeks in a row. We, we have yeah, well, that's amazing. That's, wow, that's we're on a roll here. Before. Wow, it's yeah. historic. The Skype is great, but it's not the same mm. as ever. No. So um, we leave you this afternoon with a thought from, of all people, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Strength does not come from winning. Your struggles develop your strengths. When you go through the hardships and decide not to surrender, that is strength. I'm Paul Eno. And I'm Ben Eno. And thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey. And we shall see you next time on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of... Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.